I want to start out this homily by giving thanks to all the men who are present here who are bald. (laughs) Your presence with no hats, no comb over, it gives hope to all of us. One can really truly be loved, even with no hair. I think of a, I got in a fight this week with my dermatologist who was trying to push on me cosmetic alterations. I said, Doc, I think I'm already loved with the face that God gave me. <laughs> it's like, geez, Louise. I think uh, this kind of pressure. But it's true. Last week I was on vacation with some friends in Utah, hiking and camping in Bryson Canyon. And I saw the most beautiful rainbow I'd ever seen. I'm colorblind, so normally I see like three colors of the rainbow. This time I saw at least five. It was a a double rainbow all the way. And so a friend of mine took a photo of me from behind with me looking up at the rainbow. And when I saw the photo, all I could notice was my bald spots. (laughs) And I thought, no. I mean, nobody cards me anymore for purchases of adult beverages, you know, unless I have a hat on. So that's where you can see my, my aging. I almost think it's cruel. I mean, that's why I admire you men who've balded so well. I almost think it's cruel that, that Jesus, that the example that Jesus uses to talk about God's love, his care, his tenderness towards us, is that he knows how many hairs are on your head. Of course, if you're bald, it's really easy. (laughs) Think, of all the things Jesus could talk about, the hair on our head, so transient, here one day and gone the next, growing in, falling out, changing colors. How could, that God's love would come to us through something like this, so small, that goes away. Consider even the way the church decorates the sanctuary with flowers. These little things that are beautiful and that are going to die. Now, we don't ever see them dead because this is such a nice church with responsible people who care that they always get changed. But this is the truth. We worship God and we know God through things that go away like this. And we, when we discover that God's love is like this, even at this level even at such a small thing, when we discover our own worth within the love of the other, everything becomes gratitude. Everything becomes grateful. This is the way Jesus is sharing with us the way that he looks at everything. Even the hairs of your head, the sparrow that falls to the ground, God notices. And you are much more valuable than that sparrow. Once we know this, My friends, this is freedom. This is the freedom of the children of God. We don't have to fear anybody or care what anybody else thinks about us. This is my face. This is my hair that I'm losing. I don't care. As Jesus begins the gospel, fear no man. And the only way to fear no man is by truly knowing the love of God. By truly knowing what's important. By truly knowing who we are. And we can stand in front of anybody in the world and say, I'm a king because I'm a son of the king. I know who I am. This is my certainty and this is my my joy. 
In this way, fear no man. I think there's only two ways of fearing no man. Either having this certainty of God's love or growing old. (laughs) Not to talk about old and, you know. If you want to experiment with this, after Mass, go up to somebody you think is old and tell them what you think of them. And see what they will say to you. I don't care. (laughs) You're an idiot. (laughs) I've always wanted to grow old because I love love what I conceived of the old men. It's like they don't care at all about what you think. They're going to dress the way they dress. They're going to show up. They're going to do the thing. So another time in Bryson Canyon, finishing this hike with my friend, I was dying. And I'm there like, you know, with my out of breath. And I made this comment. I said, oh, these old bones... You know, because I'm 37. (laughs) And I said this without realizing there was this couple in front of us in their 80s or 90s. So then this woman turns to me and she says, really? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to say these old bones in front of us? (laughs) I said, no, meaning no offense, meaning no offense. Even our bodies, even our very bodies and the fact that we grow old. I think, and I love this perspective, it's the test of time. You know, young people are enthusiastic over, over a great many things. A great many things which are meaningless, basically. But the test of time, the older you get, the more you get to see really what's important. Really what remains. Because without that, if we don't do that work of getting to the bottom of things, we can all of a sudden spend how many years of our life and all of a sudden turn back only to discover the whole time we've just been building sandcastles. These sandcastles that just get wiped away from one day to the next, from the wind and the water, and there's nothing permanent. That's what this relationship with Christ, even being so close to the transience of life, the way life passes away, we can say offered to Christ, life has value. Offered to Christ, my time has value. Everything, in fact, has value within the relationship of Christ because Christ is the one that saves everything. Christ is the only one. Such that I think the perspective of time helps us to see that the greatest thing in life are not the things that we create with our own hands, that we are able to build. The greatest things in life are what God builds in our life, of what God does, of the way He acts. And when we get, begin to look at life through the perspective of everything being a gift from God, then we grow in confidence in the one who gives us these things. And we understand that we are able to have everything that we love because it doesn't belong to us, but precisely because it belongs to God and is given to us. And he who has put the needs and desires in our heart for true life, for things not to simply pass away, Well, he's the one who's going to come and fulfill that promise. So that even the words of Jesus that whoever denies me in front of somebody else, I will deny in front of my heavenly father. Well, of course, it's the most natural thing. Because to deny Christ, if you know who Christ is for you, would be to deny your own happiness. Would be to stomp on your heart on the ground. Would be to see, I embrace the nothingness and the meaninglessness of everything. Whereas to affirm Christ is to affirm the truth of who I am. is to say, no, this heart was given to me not to be useless, not to die, not to go away, away from one day to the next. 
but rather in the resurrection of Christ, we discover the truth of who we are. That to be a man and a woman truly, to accept all the gifts that God gives us, and ultimately to accept in the embrace even of our own death, which we live in various ways day by day, the resurrection of Christ to which all of us are destined.